Week 16 in the NFL. We hate the games this weekend. We are so nervous about the schedule, mostly because I went 10-0 in the Super Contest the last two weeks. I'm in the money, and Lynch is going to help me get there. We are on total opposite sides on the game of the week. Seahawks Chiefs, you got to stick around for that. Let's go! On the housetop, reindeer paws, out jumps good old Santa Claus. Hello and welcome back to Coming Up Winners. I am your host, Jason McIntyre. Very excited for the holidays. No Thursday night football, Andrew Lynch. So you can actually spend time with your loved ones. Uh, How are you feeling this holiday season with week 16 nearly upon us? I'm outstanding. I had family fly in to surprise me. It truly is the best time of the year. Little disappointed that we don't have Thursday night football, but happy holidays to all of our listeners, yeah. no matter what you celebrate or who you'll be celebrating it with. And to everyone, you know, I know the, the holiday season can be tough for some people if you're spending it alone, if you're working. Know that we love you, and I know that sounds kind of trite, but it's true. I legitimately love all of our listeners. Thank you for listening to us this season. We've just been thrilled to have you. And if you know, if you need to chat with someone during this holiday season, maybe a little pick me up. I'm just a Twitter mention away. Please reach out. What a nice guy. You know, we built a great gambling community here. We're growing as a podcast. We see the numbers every week. We see the responses, the put ups or shut ups, and the mockery has been toned down now. Maybe it's the winning the last couple weeks. But let's get right into this quickly. A house cleaning note: there will be no Monday podcast on Christmas Eve. Sorry. Sorry, we're actually not going to recap week 16, but next Thursday, obviously, we will have picks for week 17, and we will also do a college football bowl podcast next Thursday. All right, on to week 16. Let's get started. Hashtag put up or shut up. You guys know the drill. The most fun game in the gambling podcast space. You pick the game using the hashtag put up or shut up, and I pick the side. If I lose, I pay you. And if I win, which I've done, I think, a clean sweep the last two weeks, unbelievable run. Uh, Can it continue? We'll see. If I win, you have to leave a glowing comment on our iTunes page. And as always, remember, subscribe, rate, review, tell a friend. I mean, if your friends like money and gambling, this is probably what they should be listening to. Let's get started at A-Town Johnson. Giants at Colts. Colts favored by nine Lynch, this one, it seems like a layup to me. A little too easy. What am I missing here loving the Colts? Just that it's such a big number. You know, anything outside of a touchdown is a little bit risky. But, yeah, I I love the Colts here as well. I think one word to describe this game is overwhelmed. I just expect the Giants to be overwhelmed. The Colts play at the fastest pace in the NFL this season, both in terms of number of plays, but also just how quickly they get to the line. And the Giants can't get any pressure on any opposing quarterbacks this season. I'm expecting early to come out, take an early touchdown lead, maybe even double digits, take Saquon out of the game. And as soon as Barkley's out of the game for the Giants, what are you going to do at that point? They just bottled up Zeke Elliott. But I wonder, though, is there going to be a little pullback? Remember, they skunked the Titans a few weeks back, just destroyed them, and then came out flat against an inferior Dolphins team, needed a late rally. 
I, I do have some concerns about that. We'll see if Odell Beckham plays. Uh, the latest is he may give it a go, but I can't imagine why he'd want to. Uh, or why the Giants would let him, Yeah, why right? would you let Saquon Barkley have 20 carries in this game? Like, he's going to win, uh, you know, the, the one of the Rookie of the Year awards. Uh, you, you risk injury this late in the season, and there's a chance he may not start next year. So I would play it cautiously if I'm the Giants. Uh, I will say this line is super inflated, right? I mean, nine? I was expecting like maybe seven, seven and a half. Nine is a lot, but at eight town Johnson, I'm going with the Colts, favored by nine. Don't let me down, Andrew Luck. Next up, at Baffinair. He's a regular. Uh, he loves gambling against us, and he threw a massive curveball. Toledo. Yes, a bowl game. Toledo from the MAC at FIU. FIU is getting seven. And it just so happens that we have a Mac connoisseur here on the podcast, producer Conrad. I'm just going to toss it to you for analysis. I haven't dove deep yet into the bowl games, and I sure as hell am not diving deep into Toledo FIU. But, Conrad, you love the Mac. You're an Ohio guy. What do you got? So it's an early game. The good old Makers Wanted Bahamas Bowl. This is actually the bowl that I think that I would want to play in over at, don't send me to Idaho, don't send me anywhere else. Send me to the Bahamas. I mean... Could you ask for a better game to be 7-5 and five against 8-4, and four, mm-hmm. honestly? Uh, in this game, though, I'm going to have to stick with the Maction. Oh, no. I mean, Toledo Toledo has a good offense. You know, in years past, they've been more pass-centric, and they just want to get the ball out. This year, they actually have a really good running attack, too. And in all their wins this year, 51 points, 56, 45, 51, 52, 63, 66. This game is going to hit over. Easy. So over in Toledo, you oh, like? Oh, yeah. It's going to so be over in Toledo. Toledo's I just put points up. I just looked this up. The public is on Florida International 65%. Meanwhile, the line has gone the other way. You know a little reverse line movement is uh, in order here. So I will back producer Conrad. Give me Toledo favor by seven at Baffinair. And finally, another regular. Again, we got a nice little tribe growing here at Alec M. Jacobs. He threw, uh, which is a game I hate this week. We uh, love you, Alec. I mean, really, really, did Atlanta, you have to Carolina. Go here? Atlanta at Carolina. The Panthers, who initially were favored, then the news, Cam Newton, not going to play, the shoulder injury. Carolina's now a three-and-a-half-point home dog. Lynch, um, I, I think I'm leaning towards somebody named Taylor Heineke? Uh, good on you. They, listen, I'm glad this is your bet to make and not mine because I yeah. couldn't go with anyone other than Atlanta, <laughs> but I also couldn't like place a wager on this game. So best of luck, my friend. Yeah, I mean, Atlanta, <laughs> Atlanta now Julio Jones did not practice again today. You know, uh, maybe Julio Jones doesn't play, and then Atlanta outside the dome is ordinary. Carolina in a revenge spot. Alec M. Jacobs, I'm taking the Panthers. Taylor Heineke, give it to me, baby. Christian McCaffrey is going to dominate this team again. He had in their first meeting 14 catches on 15 targets in the Dome. I just think Carolina, I know it's a short week and you'd think they'd mail it in. Atlanta has mailed it in, okay? They don't look good. Give me Carolina plus three and a half. So those are the put up or shut up picks at A Town Johnson. I've got the Colts by nine. At Baffinair, I've got Toledo by seven. And at Alec M. Jacobs, I'm taking the dog, the home dog. Arr, arr. Carolina plus 3.5. Whoa, 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 whoa. There's still plenty of meat on that boat. You take this home, throw it in a pot, add some broth, a potato. Baby, you got a stew going.
On to good bet or bad bet. This is a tough week, folks. Lynch and I looked at each other when we walked in the room today. He's like, man, I don't like anything this week. And, I, and I'm with you. And Lynch, before we dive into the games, I want to ask you, like, what happens when you look at a card, you say, damn, I don't like anything, but you like action, you like gambling. What, how do you treat this? Do you go all half-unit plays? Do you tease a lot? Do you just do small money parlays to win big? What's the move when you see games that you don't like? I do two things. One smart, one really, really stupid. You know me. I'm an <laughs> analytics guy. You know, more often than not, if I don't think there's much value in a week, I'll lay out. I will make a quarter unit bet or a half unit bet here or there, especially since we're doing this podcast. And like I've said, time in, time out. I need to put my money where my mouth is. So if I'm going to give you, the listener, a pick, I'm going to be making that bet as well. You can count on that. So I, I will make fewer bets and I will make smaller bets. And then I will look for one super bonkers action play mm. just to just to kind of get some skin in the game. And we're going to get to that. That's going to be my money line play this week. Um, but yeah, I, I try to sharpen up, protect my bankroll, except for one maybe really square play just for the action. Super bonkers action play. I like that. That has a good ring to it. All right, let's get started. Ravens at the Chargers fascinating matchup I initially looked at the Ravens and said lock it up give me the Ravens in LA against the Chargers Chargers coming off a Super Bowl win over the Chiefs they're dinged up Melvin Gordon Keenan Allen I mean they beat the Chiefs they came back from down 14 in the fourth without Gordon or Allen and then Gordon and Allen look like they're going to play this week. But I, I got to stick to my guns. So, Lynch, the way I got to 10-0 and 0 the last two weeks in the Super Contest, using your strategy, DVOA. You know the strategy. It's coming. The Ravens are going to run the football. The Chargers are susceptible to the run. 18th against the run, according to DVOA. Now, I know that the Chargers beat a lot of bad teams with the run. And you're thinking, well, maybe... You know, this is a step up in class. Chargers are only 18th. That is a lot better than the Bengals, Raiders, Falcons, Chiefs, and Bucks. I'm going to say, two weeks ago, the Chargers let the Bengals run for 144. Bengals stayed in it and covered. Mixed it at a buck 11. And you'll say, well, what happened last week? Well, no Kareem Hunt. Chiefs only rushed for 60 yards. Well, look further back against the Chargers. Broncos rushed for 108. They did it and covered. I think it can be done. I don't know why the Steelers went away from the run. They only rushed for 65 yards against the Chargers. Maybe it was the James Conner injury. He goes down injured. Mike Tomlin, we know, tends to screw things up. I'm on the side of the Ravens can run the football here. I think they will be able to play keep away from Rivers. I like the matchup of that Ravens pass rush, which is really good. This is the number two defense, according to DVOA. I think that they can keep this close. And listen, the Chargers don't have a home field advantage here. Lynch, did I sway you at all in any way, shape, or you form? You certainly are swaying me I, to the point that I would call this a good bet for you. Oh, I, I think we're in, I think we're in a certain coin flip situation here. I especially since the line has come down from five and a half where it opened to Chargers minus four now at a lot of places like the Westgate. If that comes down to three and a half, I'm definitely leaning Chargers. I lean Chargers even at four with that little bit of value that it's come down the point and a half. But with that said, this would be a quarter unit play for me at best. And I am, I like your logic in taking Baltimore. Yeah, I, I just do wonder if 
Gordon and Allen play. You know, I think Marlon Humphrey will be matched up with Keenan Allen. Marlon Humphrey's been a great cornerback, of course, the Alabama star. I mean, he's been locked down for most of the season. According to Pro Football Focus, the eighth best cornerback in the league. That's high praise. Um, I just, this is a Chargers team at home. Okay, uh, They fell behind 7 nothing to Arizona. We know Arizona's a joke, and they proceeded to blow them out. But they blew a lead against Denver at home. Uh, they played Oakland at home and struggled for that cover mightily. And, of course, the no cover against Cincinnati. Conrad, you look like you want to chime in here. Ravens? Yeah, no. Not so fast, you guys. No, I, know, I know Lynch was on my side before he started going off on this, and uh, I think you're overlooking it. I think the Chargers are the play here. I think the Chargers are a top-five team in the NFL right now. And if you look who the Ravens have played over the last five weeks, Cincinnati, Oakland, Atlanta, Kansas City, Tampa Bay. How many of those teams are making the playoffs? Yeah. But then, real quick, this is what I like about DVOA, is that it does try as best as it can to normalize for that kind of thing. You don't get the same credit for beating bad teams as you do beating good teams. You have to beat them by significantly more, and it's not just on the scoreboard. It is on a play-by-play, situation-by-situation basis. I totally hear you, and I think you are right, but just wanted to make that note really quick. When we do talk about these DVOA ratings, one of the reasons that I like them so much, and I think you've started to like oh, them. Oh, I'm on board in love with them J-Mac is because it does normalize for that kind of thing but you're absolutely right see for me though in this game is that I haven't seen anything from Lamar Jackson vertically that would make me think that he can win a game on the road in a tough tough environment time out time out Kansas Kansas City City. I know I know I got you I got you but in this situation you're talking about Kansas City having the worst run defense in the NFL the only thing that the Baltimore Ravens can do and the thing is is that they can't even do it that great we're not even talking like they're the number one rushing team in the NFL I'm talking in general that this Los Angeles Chargers team is going to put the brakes on Lamar Jackson. Mm -hmm. John Harbaugh is completely handcuffed with Lamar Jackson. Unless they go back to Joe Flacco to go vertically. I just don't see it playing out. Okay, this conversation, folks, if you're listening, is exactly why I struggle in the Super Contest, right? And I've had ups and downs, 10-0 the last two weeks. But that discussion on that is like it feels like a coin flip at four, right? I know four is the secondary key number. uh, Three, obviously, the most important. But for me, after that conversation, I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm going to put that on the maybe pile, and let's move on to the next game. The Houston Texans at the Philadelphia Eagles. Some interesting line movement on this one. After Nick Foles' incredible uh, performance against the Rams, uh, P.S., he was not incredible. The Eagles simply won that game. It was more about the Rams' ineptitude. The Eagles are home favorites against the Houston Texans, and I watched the Texans against my Jets last week. Lynch? This is such a one-dimensional team. Lamar Miller went down due to the injury. You'll have to check his status this week. If they don't have him, they're in trouble. Uh, It's basically Nuke Hopkins against the world. I like him a lot. I think you can make a case he's the best receiver in the league. But that Houston secondary is gross. And if Alshon Jeffrey and Aguilar and Golden Tate, they got some playmakers. We've been waiting for this sleeping giant to awaken. Remember, I was on the Eagles in the New Orleans game. And you knew within six minutes, that's over. That was an awful pick, Jason. And Eagles at home, they're playing the whole ski masks. They want their fans to wear ski masks. Last year, it was the dog masks. I'm strongly leaning toward the Eagles, a very public side here, Lynch. Your thoughts? I love this. Okay. Um, I thought you might be on the right side of a bad number earlier today when this was at two and a half this morning. But here at Eagles, one and a half, I think this is a great, great bet for you. 
The Texans could be in trouble. Deshaun Watson is almost certainly going to be in trouble. Houston is one of two teams this season allowing pressure on greater than 40% of its quarterbacks' dropbacks at 44%. And Philly is tied for second in the NFL in pressure Ooh. rate on opposing dropbacks at 52%. That does not bode well for the Texans. Yeah. Sam Darnold was running for his life most of that game. He was effective on the scrambles uh, against the Texans. I just wonder about Watt and Clowney against Foles. Foles cannot run the way Watson can. Watson will be able to escape those Eagles. You think it's a solid bet? Solid bet. See, now, if you're looking at this in the, in the contest, and you see that Eagles play, and then you look at that Ravens Chargers, like which to you is a, you feel more confident in? Ooh, that is a really good question. Uh, I would feel more confident in the Eagles right yeah, now. But okay. again, that also is more about the number, I think, being yes. inside of that key number of three. And you get a home team, right, uh, versus a road uh, road home team. Road team going, <laughs> going across the country. Uh, all right, next up, and this is a fascinating one, Bears at 49ers. Lynch, the line here is Niners getting three and a half. You know, Niners have been hot. They've been good to me the last two weeks. You were on Seattle last week against the Niners. Now, did you, did, I don't know how much you watched that game, but can, can the 49ers duplicate that performance against a Bears defense that's ranked number one in both the run and the pass? Which offensive line am I getting? Because I felt for the first three, three and a half quarters almost, 49ers offensive line was struggling. But they came out and they bulldozed Seattle in the second half of that fourth quarter and in overtime. Um, unfortunately, I think I'm probably getting the former offensive line and not the, the latter that I saw late in the game. And so that's... That is the big question for me. Where are you at on this one? Yeah, Mullins was sacked three times. Great point. He did move the ball effectively. I think we talked on Monday. He likes to utilize the tight ends. Now, this is where the Eddie Jackson injury comes into play. I got to say, Eddie Jackson is awesome. He's a ball hawk. Got to be a pro bowler. I didn't see the full list, but um, I, they're going to miss him. Now, we just talked about Ravens going west, right, against the Chargers. What about the Bears going west to face the Niners? I mean, how much does travel matter around the holidays, or does not, that not matter? Or it's not certainly less impactful when you have to fly west. Um, you just don't have, you're not all of a sudden, you know, a, 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 a West Coast team having to play an early game on the East Coast. It's, it's less significant, but it certainly matters. And what about the psychology, Lynch? We talk about this a lot. Bears just knocked off Rodgers, eliminated the Packers, beat their rival. They're going to the playoffs, won the division. The public overwhelmingly on Chicago, 76%. Yet the line is coming toward San Francisco. Lynch, if I took the Niners, is this going to the well too many times? You know, it's like when you're playing basketball and you keep taking this guy, you do the crossover and you go left and get two layups. The third time, he's going to be ready. And this is so this is actually when you sent these picks over last night, this was my question for you is what is it about this Niners team you're seeing that makes you go back to the okay. wall? Because I don't think if you're just doing it because they have won for you in the past, that's a great recipe to lose money. But if easy. you're doing it for a certain reason, then I'm intrigued. So remember that first Seattle meeting, they had more first downs, more yards, and it was the turnovers that killed them. You know, they had a bad turnover against Seattle in the rematch. They had 6.1 yards per play against Seattle. More first downs, uh, better yards per play. They can move the ball at home. And I keep looking back to last year. Now, I know it was Jimmy G. Kyle Shanahan doesn't let his guys quit. There is no let up in this team. And I, I, I think ultimately you're right. 
maybe this is a stay away, but let me let me go back to the picks. Okay, you got to come up with five. Where are you here? Home dog, 49ers versus road dog in Ravens. Like, where do you think the better play is? I've tossed three tough ones at you, Lynch. There's $1.4 million on the line in the contest. Unlikely that I'll get it. But again, who knows? What are your thoughts? Do I would lean Ravens there just because, as we've talked about, I, I like good teams this year. I like fading bad teams. And I think the 49ers are still a bad team. But this is really interesting, and I think this might sway you to really solidify your pick with the 49ers here. The 49ers are tied for eighth in net yards per play this season. When you take what they're combi- what they're gaining on offense and subtract what they're giving up on defense, they're a top 10 team just by that measure. That's pretty incredible. Um, I, I lean to the Bears here because they're fifth in, off, in, fifth in overall DVOA. Wait, wait, hold on. Let's go back to that. Eighth in net yards per play. Yeah, I mean, they're tied for eighth, in, and they're tied with a number of teams okay. at eighth for, uh, in net yards per play at .3. But the teams ahead of them are the Rams, the Ravens, the Vikings, the Bears, the Chiefs, the Steelers, and the Chargers. All Super Bowl contenders. That is elite How company. has Kyle Shanahan done this? This is staggering to me. Now, I, I wanted to quickly think, okay, how have the Bears done away from home? Oh, they went to New York, and uh, they gave up a lot of running yards to Saquon Barkley. I know Chase Daniel kind of effed them there. Uh, they did not look overwhelmingly impressive in Detroit. Uh, did get the cover thanks to two uh, Matt Stafford interceptions in the fourth. Went to Buffalo one handily early in the season and did kind of, you know, soil themselves against Brock Osweiler. This is just not the same Bears team on the road. Cardinals, they didn't cover in Arizona. So I'm leaning Niners there, but I like how we're talking through this super contest process. All right, next up in good bet or bad bet. Oh boy. Baker Mayfield, Cleveland Browns, favored by nine at home against. Hugh Jackson, Jeff Driscoll, and uh, Joe Mixon. Lynch, tough not to love the Browns here. Now, that's a huge number. Excuse me? Can can I hear you say that again? Tough not to love the Browns. And who else? Who's it tough not to love? Thank you. I'd have no problem saying this. I was wrong about Baker Mayfield coming into the league. I didn't think he'd be this good. I was wrong about Pat Mahomes. I didn't think... uh, a Big 12 quarterback could do what Mahomes has done, and the history says they hadn't. But specifically to Baker, he has been impressive. Uh, guy's poised in the pocket. He's only going to get better. The weapons are good. They're not amazing. You know, he's throwing at Callaway and other guys like Higgins. I, this is a good showing for Baker Mayfield. They dominated the Bengals the last time they met. My only fear here is he's won a bunch and showed out as an underdog with covers. Um... This is a role reversal. Nine-point favorites. Cleveland is a nine-point favorite. To me, is still a little awkward. This is a situation where if the Bengals go up 7-0, you now need like a 16-point turnaround for a push. So there is some pause here, but I'm leaning Browns favored by nine. Right side, bad bet. Only because this line opened at seven, and we yeah. talk about it a lot. Listen, we can only we can only give out the number as it stands today on Thursday, right? Yeah. And I think at minus eight and a half, where it still is at some shops, mostly minus nine, I would lean toward Cleveland as well. Um, and the Football Outsiders DVOA right up this week, uh, the the author pointed out that since the Browns' bye week and no, since they've really good. turned it around, Baker Mayfield is second in quarterback DVOA wow. behind Patrick Mahomes. That's that's staggering to me. But again, 
just because you got so much more value on this number earlier in the week, I would be hard-pressed to tell one of our listeners to go out and get this number two points higher than it was. Right. But if you do want to get in on this game, I would lean Cleveland. I, this probably touches 10 right by kickoff. Folks, this is a Bengals team. No A.J. Green. No Tyler Boyd. I lost him in my fantasy uh, semifinals, and that hurt. Joe Mixon even banged up, uh, you know, a little wrist injury. He's going to play, obviously, but this is a walking wounded Bengals team. Now, how wounded are they? They got depanced in the last meeting. I think it was 35 nothing. I remember they had a guy get an interception and hand the ball to Hugh Jackson on the sideline, which was so disrespectful. So amazing, you mean? Yeah, it was amazing, but I do wonder. Uh, Bengals, rivalry, um, I, I, it's some concern that Cincinnati shows up. Conrad, you're an Ohio guy. This is an Ohio battle. Do you have any thoughts on me backing Lynch's guy, Baker Mayfield, at nine? I know I mentioned this to you guys before the show. I just don't see how Baker covers. And I'm on the Baker train with both you guys. I love me some Baker Mayfield. I love how bolsterous he is. I love how he commands the offense, and he's the guy as a rookie. At the same exact time, this is going to be a cold-weather game. These guys don't like each other. I know that's very cliche to say in the AFC North. But I just don't see them winning by 10 points here. Mm. Yeah. All right. So let me go back to it, Lynch. We've now gone through four. It seems like you like the Eagles most out of what we talked about. And then slightly Ravens, then Niners. Where do Browns go in your pecking order as we try to sift through my super contest picks? Yeah, yeah. it's tough, no, man. I, yeah, this I, is tough. This is a brutal week. It is a brutal week. I mean, it's going separate, to separate the wheat from the chaff. Um, I would be hard-pressed to make this one of my five super contest picks wow okay so they'd be below the Niners all right so a uh, couple more to go here now uh Saints Steelers Steelers getting six this number's kind of bouncing around I'm just going to give my one stat as to why I cannot back the Steelers here four teams had beaten the Patriots this year the following week after spending a lot emotionally physically uh game planning everything to take down Belichick all four have lost. Only one has covered the Detroit Lions. Pittsburgh, that was everything to them last week. And uh, the Samuels kid who had a big game, I think a buck 42, um, he's not going to be able to run on the Saints. Number two or number three run defense, according to football outsiders. You can't run on this team. You just can't. Saints run defense is awesome. And to everybody panicking about the Saints and Drew Brees, Lynch, they've only got six first half points in the last three games. All three games on the road. They are going home. Friendly confines. I w- it, my only side here is Saints or pass. Solid bet. Um, I'll have some thoughts on the Steelers here in the money line segment. Ah. Um, little tease there. But yeah, solid bet for you with the Saints. And listen, the Saints and the Rams, both of these teams, we've, you know, they've kind of sputtered on offense the past few weeks for varying reasons. I think there are more concrete reasons with the Rams and the way that Jared Goff has played. But I expect both of these teams over the next two weeks – not to rebound necessarily because they're due for regression or anything like that. I just don't think the past three weeks are indicative in any way, shape, or form of their true level of performance, even against the defenses that they've played. So I just expect them to be better because I think they'll be more normalized and they'll play more like themselves over the next two weeks, just as a, as a law of averages kind of thing. James Conner expected to hit practice this week. We'll see if he goes or not. Um... I don't know. Okay, let's go back to it. Uh, Eagles, we have Eagles, Ravens, 49ers, Browns. Where would you put 
Saints in that pecking order. Uh, it's a big number. Six at home. I mean, Big Ben easily come in the back door. Eli Apple. Okay. Again, matchup with Juju Smith is a bad matchup. Teams have picked on Eli Apple significantly because Lattimore is so good. Uh, Lynch, where, where do you put the Saints in? I'd probably have this just below the Eagles game. Um, oh, so number two. Yeah, and that is, again, that is more of an indication of how tough this week yeah. is than the, the okay. faith that I have in the Saints here. But I do like the Saints by less than a touchdown at home. Producer Conrad, you want to jump in on this game? Anything? Pittsburgh is on the road. You're out. <laughs> All right. Uh, finally, here we go. This is the game Lynch and I are split on. We saved the best for last. I think it's the game of the weekend. Chiefs visit the Northwest. They go to Seattle. Two and a half point favorites on the road. Kansas City coming off that Thursday loss to the Chargers. Some extra time to prepare. Um, the Kansas City Chiefs, I think, would have been a better play if Seattle had beaten the 49ers but Seattle coming off that loss and I know like what does that even mean I just think psychologically and the spot and no I'm not a psychologist I don't have a degree I'm just trying to think like the lines makers and the players like I think Seattle's the side here for me bad bet in my opinion okay Uh, only and again this is one just in aggregate the Chiefs are far and away the number one team in the NFL by DVOA both over the course of the entire season and weighted DVOA which starts to discount some of the early season results the Seahawks 11th 12th by weighted DVOA but there's very little difference between the overall DVOA numbers there I I'm not going to be surprised if I lose this bet by backing the Chiefs but I'm going to take the best team in the NFL and, and laying just two and a half points there. Huh. To me, the, okay. the Chiefs, even on the road, are the pick here. So this is where I want to try to throw a scare into you and see if I can get you to flip. Let's go. Uh, hashtag trend. Pete Carroll as a head coach in prime time. 16-2. and 14-3-1 against the spread. Next up, K.J. Wright, the Seattle linebacker. He's going to be back this week. Going to expect to defend Travis Kelsey, uh, their great tight end on Kansas City. The Chiefs are reeling. Hashtag trend, 0-4-1 against the spread in their last five. No Kareem Hunt. Doesn't look like Sammy Watkins is going to play. And lastly, you know this is key. You gave me this. This uh, Lynch, I'm giving you a lot of credit. This has been one of the driving forces behind my 10-0 the last two weeks. I look at the DVOA numbers. The Chiefs, 32nd in the league in defense. 32nd! That's dead last! Oh, well, let's check and see how they are against the run. So I click the rank button. Kansas City is dead last in the NFL against the run. Dead last! We know what the strategy is for the Niners. Run the football. For the, for the Seahawks. Uh, for the Seahawks. Run the football. Carson had a big game, uh, has had many big games this season. They're just going to run the football and play keep away, and then Russell Wilson's going to pick apart this 32nd ranked run defense. Actually, the Chiefs, I'm sorry, they're 13th against the pass, which is, I guess, decent. Eric Berry back. Phillip Rivers shredded them without Keenan Allen. I mean, he got whatever he wanted in that Thursday night game. Lynch, <sighs> Seattle getting points at home? Prime no, time? And that, and that is absolutely my concern, is that Seattle is going to play keep away and that rushing attack is going to have an outstanding night. I just think Kansas City's explosiveness means that they win by a field goal. Okay. All right. So you obviously, that one that's the one game we don't agree on. We're on total opposite sides. To recap, we both like the Eagles. Probably maybe our best bet as a team this weekend I like the Saints. Lynch likes the Saints. 
I like the Ravens. Lynch, you on the kind of sort of like the Ravens. Be careful what number you get with the Browns and be be very careful with the Niners. That is it for good bet, bad bet. All right, on to money line picks. Uh, again, I, I've been just, you know, basically throwing darts on the money line. Have not had much success. Lynch, as always, you go first. You did tease this one on Twitter. I, I think you texted me and I was like, wow. Wow. Yeah, I think I texted you that I must be drunk this morning because remember about 20 minutes ago when I said, oh, I'll do one really dumb thing when I don't see a ton of value in a week. This is that really dumb thing right here. Spoiler alert. I am parlaying the Pittsburgh Steelers at plus 210 against the New Orleans Saints, which is a bet I actually really like. I think the Steelers win that game one out of three times. Um, With the Buffalo Bills... Getting just shy of plus 600 mm. in Foxborough, mm. playing the New England Patriots, um, who are down Josh Gordon. Shout out to you, Josh Gordon. Take care of yourself. Um, wait, wait. Hold on. Uh, obviously, Josh Gordon important. You think there's what percent chance that the Bills win this game if they play this 10 times? In New England, this situation late in the season. Probably... 10%, probably less value than I'm getting I, here. I, that's, I would go zero. <laughs> I think there's no chance that the Bills pull this off. How many running backs do they have? Josh Allen. Who do they have at running back? Come on, the Bills lost all their running backs. LaShawn McCoy, Chris Ivory. They're down to guys I've never heard of, and they're hurt. They have Josh Allen, who I like legitimately I think is going to give this Patriots team a headache. Listen, I... I understand. This parlay is paying me almost twenty to one, so I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. lose this bet almost every single weekend. I just I don't know. We've talked. We've come in here week in week out, talked about how this Patriots team just feels off. They I do. know they're at home. I at know home. they're a that's far the big, yeah, far yeah. different team at home. I just with the with everything that's going on with Gronk, with Tom Brady showing significant decline at this point in his career. Again, this isn't a smart play. I would not recommend this to anyone. But that's what the money line section and is. And that's folks. you know that's this is what's going to keep me locked in on Sunday. So I play I placed a half unit to possibly win ten. Um, and that's my my well, dumb play. Locked in until it's twenty one three Patriots, and you realize can't that, wait. Uh, that can't Steelers wait. money line's done. Okay, so here are my two crazy ones. Um, I'm going with some three team money line action. Uh, for, for fun, I ran these numbers. Okay, Tampa at Dallas. Now Tampa actually looked competent on defense against the Ravens, but they knew exactly what was coming. Um, Tampa plus 252 to beat the Cowboys. Carolina, I had Taylor Heineke, my man. I don't even know who he is. Plus 160. And the Jets, plus 140 against what may or may not be Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. $10 on those three to win wins 209. 10 bucks is not bad. That's that's two friggin' Starbucks drinks, okay? Come on, people. 10 bucks to win 209. Now, this is the one I actually like a little better. I stole your Steelers in case they pull it off. You know, uh, Drew Brees gets hit by TJ Watt and flips the game, whatever. Um, New York Giants plus 351. Now, I don't know how much we talked about that game earlier. I don't even know if we touched I on it. I just can't believe you're fading your Colts. I, I love the Colts. I'm just saying in a in a in a letdown spot, maybe the Giants show up and stun them. Plus 351. And then I'm adding this one. Lions plus 218 at home against the Vikings. Uh Mike Zimmer has struggled for whatever reason against Detroit the last couple years. Hasn't looked very sharp. I like uh the Vikings as a side. I'm looking at them in the contest. But if you parlay 
Giants plus 351. Steelers plus 218. Lions plus 218. 10 bucks wins you 446 bucks. I, I, I think that's $10 that's not lit on fire and jokingly tossed aside. Um, I actually feel like two of those could hit and the other one would be a sweat. We've talked about this a little bit off air, and I see it in my Twitter mentions all the time. People love parlays. Mm. And I think, you know, if anything, we've done a disservice to our audience this year and not talking enough about parlays. So as we get into, you know, week 17 is going to be a little shaky. You've got players resting. You've got teams no longer playing for much in most cases. And even into the playoffs, I would like to say, I think we're going to do some more parlays. And this is a, a nice way to kind of start in week 16. Yeah, no doubt about that. So those are your money line parlays. Uh, they're basically uh, long shots. No doubt about that. Good luck if you want to grab either of those and tail two guys who have been very profitable this season. All right, we'll wrap up this podcast talking Monday night football. The game is uh, <laughs> irrelevant, but it is football. It's Christmas Eve. You're going to be knocking back some eggnog and gambling on either the Broncos or the Raiders. I'm currently seeing the Broncos favored by three even money. Uh, against the Oakland Raiders, possibly the final game in Oakland for the Raiders. Uh, they may be playing in San Diego next year. Who knows where they could be playing? But there is some beef between the city and the team and the NFL. It's ugly. We don't really want to dive into that. But Lynch, when I looked at this, I thought maybe Broncos show up uninterested, right? Vance Joseph kind of cost them the game against the Browns. Maybe there's a no-show. There is some concern with the Raiders' offensive line, which has been very bad at times. But Oakland's been plucky, if I could use that word here, late in the season at home. Not necessarily on the road. Uh, They did fight back against the Bengals before collapsing. If I got to play here, because we're not doing a podcast Monday to dive into this game, I would lean Raiders getting three at home. Oakland go down the hole. (laughs) No, I I hope that everyone is thinking like you, because, you know, I'm not... I don't really like receiving gifts. I don't. I, I just like being around people. I'm that guy. But if I could ask my listeners and just gamblers around the world for one gift, come in on Oakland enough to bring this down to Denver minus two and a half. And then you jump on. Kids and then team. I'm all over the Broncos. Yeah. yeah. Let's, I'm. I tried last week to place some faith in the Raiders. Didn't work out. I'm back on fade John Gruden. So I'm staying away from this game at at Denver minus three, but I got a real sense this might come down to minus two and a half and give me that value. Well, just one final note. Uh, So the DVOA write-up, again, that's free for everybody on Football Outsiders. They noted that in the weighted DVOA, they eliminate week one because who cares what happened in week one? It's irrelevant. Here we are in week 16. So... Teams that are improving, they listed the Bills, who got destroyed at uh, in Baltimore in Week 1, and they noted the Lions have improved. They lost, of course, at home to the Jets. But why I bring this up, teams fading since Week 1. The Dolphins, of course, have come back. My Jets have re- reverted a little bit to being a terrible team. And the Cincinnati Bengals are also on that list. We saw last week the Bengals beat the Raiders. I think Oakland bounces back. I mean, again, that's a bad Bengals team. Raiders played down to their competition. Could they play up to the level of Mr. Chubb and Mr. Miller? 
when Lynch. you when you sign Nathan Peterman, anything oh, is possible. Gosh, that's right, Nathan Peterman. And on that note, for Andrew Lynch, I'm Jason McIntyre. Everybody have a happy and safe holiday. We will be back next Thursday with Week 17 NFL picks. Down the t- new, 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 new,